Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Please send your friends to pathtozion.com. Find us on YouTube now, posting some video editions here and there. And uh, drop us a line, won't you? Path to Zion podcast at gmail.com. Picking up some more listeners in France. That's pretty awesome. Thank you for uh, tuning in with regularity and uh, for, for listening to the podcast. Um, it's very intriguing to me that, that I guess maybe in people, people in this hour just have more, more time and uh, more interest in spiritual matters, perhaps. Um, that should be how we are all the time, but let's face it, we're a people who often need a little bit of prodding, a little bit of reminding that, oh man, there's a whole lot more to my life than this moment right in front of me and my job and going out to dinner and to the movies. Um, Listen, I've only got a few minutes right now um, as I drive, but I just got some, some very general thoughts towards some spiritual matters that go hand in hand with just some natural, cultural, circumstantial events. Um, Obviously, we are in a very interesting season, not just here where I live in the United States and not just, you know, in, in isolated areas, but the thing that continues to be very intriguing is the global condition of humanity right now in spring 2020. Um... I don't know. It's just, it's a very marked season and time. I don't think anybody can argue that point, whether you're a believer um, or whether you're an atheist or whether you're just some guy that like, whatever, I don't ever think about it. No one can really argue the point that there is absolutely something extremely unique about this hour that we live. Um, If you are one who believes in the one true God of Israel and, and you have lost your life into the Son, Yeshua the Messiah, then, you know, if you are aware and walk according to an unseen kingdom, um, looking forward to what is to come here on the earth and in New Jerusalem realities, then these things should not be alarming to us. They shouldn't be like devastating to us. In fact, we should be the ones who are prepared. And that's what I want to talk to you for just a couple minutes about um, in a very general way. Um, I'm driving home from Tennessee. Um, I'm the, With every mile that passes, I get further and further away from civilization. There are two billboards in in the area where kind of civilization begins to get cut off um, in our area that are, um, I don't know whether they're government-owned or it's just, I don't know how billboard advertising necessarily works specifically, but of course anybody can buy ad space and you put it on a billboard through a company who obviously owns that tiny parcel of land and and leases and or rents um, signage, space. And you couldn't advertise your business. You can put your wife's birthday on it. It doesn't really matter as long as it meets certain criteria. And of course, you 
pay for an ad. You, you run advertising, in this case, on billboards. Um, and interestingly enough, within just several miles of one another in our area, again, as you, as you leave the city and you begin to make your way out, there are two government um, signs, two government-fueled, uh, or whatever you want to call it, sponsored billboards. Um, one of them is basically saying, you know, are you ready for the next disaster? Um, and then go to, you know, ready.gov or something like that. And the other one is, is very similar, just a different way to say it, you know, like basically are you prepared for, you know, any kind of a disaster event, any kind of a, um, you know, it's nothing specific. Are you, are you ready for something bad to come? And, and man, I remember months ago now, probably the end of last year, the end of 2019, I remember at one point we were driving home and we passed one of those signs and my wife said, I could quote her word for word, I'm driving, she's beside me. She said, you know what, we keep seeing these billboards. I just have to wonder why. I just have to wonder why these things are popping up here. You know, what What are we readying ourselves for? And my wife and I went through, um, went through a season, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, where we really studied the origins of the nation of America, um, what we believe is the real intent of the founding fathers and why Washington, D.C. was built the way it was, where it was, with the iconog- um, what is it? iconography, iconography, I don't know, I'm no linguist, um, all of the statues, the, the hidden meanings within the stone carvings of the, of the Freemasons who, who built Washington, D.C. for a purpose. Um, my personal conviction based upon years of study and prayer and thought towards it is I don't believe it's what we've been told in history books. I don't believe that George Washington was sitting underneath a cherry cherry tree singing psalms and spiritual songs and, and praying to Yahweh God to create a sovereign nation in his name. I just don't believe that. Um, you know, we don't have to get into all that. This is not a conspiracy commentary podcast, but it's beginning to come into a lot of clarity now, a lot of things I looked at, again, years ago, 13 years ago, was when we started looking into these things for ourselves and not just believing what we've already um, already been told and, and just has been in our upbringing, but just literally asking questions about What's the deal with that? Why, why is this here? Why is that here? What was the intent of people when they formed and fashioned a nation in the manner that they did? And like, what's the deal with all these secret societies and, and weird presidential secrets and all these things? And, and I'll cut that off right here so I don't get too distracted, but it is related. The reality of the matter is from my in my belief now, my, my convictions, there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes that people like you and I will never know about. We will never be told 
Now, they may be told cryptically in certain ways. You cannot keep things hidden from an entire world forever. A lot of things that you can look into and unearth from events that have passed that were purported to be one thing, and then years later, somebody who grew old and felt like they had like deceived an entire nation and were riddled with guilt will come forward and say the truth, and then light shines on a lot of military endeavors and different things like that that were fabricated in order to what? In order to bring about a certain end. You know, a, 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 a dry run of a certain event, a... a a projected issue uh, towards an enemy. And, you know, whatever we're told, if we're not careful, and more, more importantly, if we're not discerning spiritual men walking in, in awareness and soberness as watchmen on the walls of our home, <clears throat> excuse me, of our homes, of our own hearts, of this nation, of the church, we, we any one of us, could be deceived simply by just listening to what we're told and catalog excuse me cataloging that in our thinking as fact and the reason i say all that is you know i remember again last year when these signs started popping up these billboards right here in our immediate area about are you are you ready for the next disaster and my wife again just saying those things make me nervous i remember her saying that I mean, maybe eight months ago, nine months ago. These signs make me nervous. Like, what are they, what are they conditioning us for? And now I, I realize a lot of people say, well, that's just ridiculous. Our government is here to help us and to keep us safe and to watch out for us and to prepare us. Yeah, well, that's not my vantage point, but everyone has the right to believe um, what you desire, and that's fine. Um, but I say all of that to say this, because I like looking into natural things, natural conditions, even in culture, in the governments of men, and say, all right, Lord, what is it that I can glean from this in wisdom, in rightful counsel towards even just natural circumstances? Um, and so, again, mere moments ago, I saw one of the billboards, I saw them both, actually, but... When I just saw the last one, they're still there. And I just wonder, man, how many people have gone to that billboard saying, oh, man, I need some help. I need some advice. I remember seeing that billboard on the highway. It says, are you prepared for the next disaster? I'm not prepared. Oh, but I saw a billboard. I need to go ask the government to show me what I need to do. How do I respond? Because what a coincidence. A disaster is here. How did they know that? Well, that's for another day. Whatever the case, here we are as spiritual men trying to operate and function rightly in a natural world within kingdoms of men set up and governments of men with limited, uh, man, just limited ability to know what is right, leading many astray with the what? With the projected intent that, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm on your side. You know, I just don't buy it. I don't believe in that. But what do we do then as spiritual men? What do we do? Well, I believe the same principle applies, and that's ultimately why I turn this on. The same preparation principle is in place 
for the spiritual man. If we are in the Messiah, we know all the things that we are told in the Bible about preparation, anticipation of things that we've been told, whether it's not just strictly to prophecy, but of course that's included, things that we've been told clearly in advance by the prophets who have gone before us, or even by Yeshua himself, who of course operated without question in a prophetic utterance function, in many cases, told us things that were to come. We are told clearly, time and time and time and time again, the endless things that must come to this world and to every single nation. All the kingdoms of men must fall. They must bow their knee. They must be humbled. They must be laid low and then be given the opportunity to what? To abandon their own will, to abandon our greatness, to abandon our prosperity, our comfort, our wealth, and say, you know what? All of this stuff is being deemed unnecessary. It doesn't matter how big my house is today. It doesn't matter how all these things we could list. By God's sovereign, awesome, mighty hand, He has put every human on the face of the earth, with very, very, very few exception, in front of an opportunity to bow their knee and say, You know what, God? I need help. My business is going under. I can't pay my bills. My children can't go to school. I don't know how to teach them school. My college closed. My son didn't get to graduate. Groceries are hard to find. We can't go to the park. You know what I'm saying. You're living this same life. So what do we do? What do we do in this weirdness of this age First and foremost, if in fact many people have not planned at all. Christians now have not planned at all. They've not prepared. Now obviously we know this is without question a mark of a worldly man. We can do all the scriptures and and Proverbs about the the lazy man, the, the lethargic man, the man who doesn't want to work, the man who just wants to lay around and receive. And now, you know, Christian America loves talking about that. They love talking about the the welfare man, right? Oh, pull out Proverbs. That guy over there standing on the corner, he doesn't want to get a job. Tell him that verse, honey. Let's just be honest. (laughs) That's That's what the majority of the church does. But what about ourselves? What about the self examination? of our own issues, of the areas of our own life where we ourselves are unprepared, lazy, and lethargic. Have we been planning? Have we been preparing? For what? Well, for things that we know we've been told. We've been forewarned. I believe, in a sense, in the natural, the governments of men often drop little hints of saying, you know what, hey, We're about to drop something right here, right now. Let's step back and watch this and see how it goes. If you're attentive, you will see some things coming. Likewise, in the spiritual, we know that the Bible says that 
that God does nothing without first announcing it and declaring it through his prophets? He tells them first. And if the prophets are only focusing on wealth and prosperity and all the favorable, ear-tickling words, there's not going to be any truth. Is this not just synonymous? Does anyone else agree? We're distracted. We're lulled to sleep. We don't read the billboards, if you will, in the spiritual. We're unprepared. So something comes in, something sets in, and our world is shaken, which, amen, it has to be. Because as I shared in previous episodes weeks ago, some people need a violent shaking to be aroused from their slumber. Some people need a gentle tap. Hey, hey, brother, wake up. Yes, amen. I hear that. I will receive that. I will be awakened. Yes, amen. I have to be awake. Lord, forgive me. And there are other people where it's going to take a tornadic, earth-shattering, foundation-shaking violence to waken them from their slumber. Lord, oh man, please don't let the latter be you. No matter how convinced awake you are, you have got to ask the question and be absolutely sure that that is in fact you. The secondary part is not a part of your life. Make sure. Well, how do we know? We could go into that. It's going to have to be another day. The scripture talks about all of the things that we can do to be alert, to be ready, in season, out of season. The parables of the lamps. The valuation system of those who who live out the, the Beatitudes lifestyle. Those who walk in an awareness of on earth as it is in heaven right here, right now in the good seasons, in the good times. And see, here's the thing, friends. My question is, and there's no answer to this as of yet, has that season passed? Has that season passed? This makes 9-11 look like a mere breeze, friend. Why? That was an isolated incident in one area, in one puny little nation of America. We have got to get our thinking right. Okay, this is global today. This is a global issue. See, in our, in our, in our Christian American thinking, well, this is just another 9-11. See, we're very arrogant. If we're not careful, we're very arrogant. And we only think according to this small little nation that is in, in its infancy. We do understand that. This nation, in the timeline of history in, in nations and kings... And kingdoms, this nation is a speck of dirt. Okay? (laughs) It would do us well, Christian America, it would do you well to remember America's identity on the global scale, and more importantly, on the eternal timeline scale of the kingdoms upon this earth. We have got to expand our thinking. We've got to We've got to expand our understanding. Our perspective must be heavenly. And so, what do we do here and now? Because where we are now, our response has already been determined. We're responding now, what? Based upon what we have already been doing to prepare for this moment. We've been preparing. We've either been preparing in readiness... 
anticipation. We could get into spiritual terms like sanctification, consecration, coming out from among them. Or we've been preparing by doing nothing. But we've been doing one or the other. We have been preparing for this very moment, whether in our laziness or in our readiness. And for many, I think it would do us all well to just check our, check our current status and say, have I been prepared for this moment? Just like those billboards. Look, we have been told clearly in the Bible, scriptural references one after another of what is coming to this earth. But if we're not careful, careful, we're going to be led astray by the ear-tickling messages like I shared about the the prophecy stuff weeks ago, the false prophets and a discerning ear. If we're not careful, we will be so busy entertaining all the continuous favorable words, especially upon this nation. The blessing and the favor and the goodness and the and the wealth that's coming to you, oh great godly America. Friends, I'm telling you, this is the time to fall to our knees as a nation and specifically as a Christian church, excuse me, church within this nation to fall to our knees and repent. We have exalted ourselves. We've been fueled by the Babylonian spirit that says, you know what? We're so great, no one can touch us. And look around, friends. Look around at what deception that has birthed here in this nation and in every other. Friends, we are not invincible. We are not invincible in any way. We are a dependent people who need rescued, who need delivered. We need a Passover lamb. We need Christ, our Passover. We need help. We need rescue. And so here's the question today, and I'll bring this to a close. Where do we go from here? Again, we can't undo what we've been doing for the last months, years, and decades. That's already set. It has brought us to who we are today. And friends, look around. Is it favorable? Is the church rising up in strength with a voice and saying, we have heard the voice of the Lord. This is what we do. No, she's disappeared. She's not even gathering for the most part, although praise the Lord, I'm part of a fellowship that is gathering. But for the most part, the church is just sitting down, locking the doors, pulling the shutters and saying, Hey, world, we're just like you. We're scared, and we're waiting for this to go away. Friends, I'm just going to say, is there not a more appropriate answer for the church to have right here, right now, towards this issue that is on the earth? Is this all that we can be, church? Are we ready? Are we prepared for anything that comes? Or are are we now, and will we continue to respond just like those who are not the people of God? It begs the question, are we really the people of God? I have to be honest. It begs the question, are we really the people of God? Because I don't believe as a, as a wide way demonstration that, that is how we were, that's how we're responding. I feel like we're responding natural. Which lends to a whole other question for a whole other episode. So let's leave it at this. What can we do then? We can prepare now. If we haven't prepared, 
then Lord, forgive us, and we need to deal with that. We need to, fe- we need to fess up to that and go before the Father and plead for repentance, in repentance for forgiveness, for him to turn from what we rightly deserve. In whatever the case, whether we have been preparing or whether we have not, we have a chance right now to say, Lord, I don't know what's coming. This caught me off guard. I'm not ready for this. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've not been preparing my heart now. Not my pantry, but my heart. So, Lord, show me. What is, what, what is happening and what do I do with it? How do I respond? Oh, great king, you are not silent. What are you saying? Oh, spirit, spirit of God, what are you saying to the churches? I want to know. I want to hear. This should be our posture, friends. For those of us listening to this program who consider ourselves within the church, the capital C one-man church, If this is our identity, and that's a big question right now that I'm having for the wide-way majority Christianity, are we really the people of God? This is, I'm telling you, this is not proving the church to be very distinguishable and different. Let's just be honest. So friends, let's boil it all down to ourselves. What do we do? What will you do from here on? What will you do? with what you're told, with what is brought to you as mandatory, that what you are told you must do or else, what's right, what's wrong, what's pleasing to the Lord, what's bowing our knee to the governments of men and not clinging to the commands of God when they differ. Lord, we need wisdom. We need your counsel. So friends, today, let's be encouraged, but let's be sobered up and awake and alert and aware. It's time for us to be marked. I would say, because I feel like I'm going to say this in every podcast episode from now until I die, I believe that the mark is within the feast of the Lord. I believe the mark is keeping the biblical calendar Sabbath. That's me right here, right now. And I'll, and I'll always say it with this. If you knew me, you wouldn't believe that I'm saying that. But I'm telling you, I believe more and more with everything I read, including everything Paul has written, I'm telling you, I think the mark, I think the distinction, I think the narrow way is being in Yeshua Messiah, keeping the feasts of the Lord that he gave to his people Israel, the chosen nation people, the possession of God, his inheritance that he told them to keep throughout all your generations, I think that's what's for us. I think that's what's for us, friend. Please consider that. Please consider if this might be true. In whatever the case, be prepared. Be prepared now for what is coming. Friends, it might get worse. I personally think it's going to. And even if it's not, let's be prepared. It's not about, I'll do something if it gets really bad. Let's respond now. Let's be prepared now. Let's hear what the Lord is speaking. Let's know what he's saying. Let's study to show ourselves approved so that the church can be a voice again. Can be a voice again. And speak the word of God to this generation. 
Amen.